You're listening to Actors with Issues with Juaniala, a podcast of actors, by actors, and for actors. In today's episode, we speak with actor Martin Martinez from the Free V comedy series Primo in the NBC drama Magnum P.I. Uh, so, Martin, I know that you uh, had an earlier start than most actors when it comes to uh, to acting. So how did all of that get started for you? Yeah, I mean, I guess I I was acting in high school. I was doing theater up in NorCal where I grew up and I just wanted to be in film. Like I saw like a, I think I was like 13 and I saw, um, have you seen the, Josh Hutcherson's uh, Little Manhattan? Little Manhattan? No, I don't think so. Oh, you should watch it. Anyways, I was like 13 and I was like on the floor inside of my room with my like big black tv and like my ps2 and i like put in the movie and i was like had my blanket over and i was watching i was like you know what i want to do this mm-hmm. and so after that i just i started auditioning for plays i did a bunch of plays and theater up in norcal i did a couple short films um that went to like some imax theaters and stuff and that was really cool to see like to be on screen and i just try to reach out in every avenue that i could and eventually i like met my my manager at the time um, on Instagram. And he was like, uh, you know, I could send you a couple of auditions. We could see how it goes. You could, you could take from NorCal. I did that and got some cool feedback. And then, and then, yeah. And then after that, we just, I just like really went into it. Went to LA, moved to LA on my own and try to like do the plunge and become an actor. How old were you when you moved to LA? I was 17. By yourself. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I didn't move to New York till I was 24. Like <laughs> I kind of took my time. <laughs> I got really lucky. I got really lucky. I mean, the manager that I met, um, I went out for two projects. One was Riverdale and one was Spider-Man Homecoming. It was a new one. Mm-hmm. And I was auditioning for, I think it was Ned at the time, because I remember seeing the sides. I was like, hey, that was my audition. And uh, <laughs> we got some good feedback and, you know, they checked my veil and, um, submitted to me as a choice and then my manager was like you know dude i think you could really do this i was like yeah cool (laughs) um and so we talked to his girlfriend and they both who's a really cool actress by the way and and they both decided they're like you know what we're gonna help this kid so i came down and i crashed on their couch for like a year worked a bunch of jobs saved up as much money as i could and then started auditioning that's awesome that's uh, having a support system like that early on in one's career like can really you know, change the change the game for 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 a young actor, especially. Um, I mean, Lord knows how many actors out there don't have a support system like that, and they really like struggle to get the ball rolling because just the Definitely. emotional support. You know, totally. I was super lucky. I was super lucky to find this guy. Um, I'm very grateful, and and I owe a lot to him. Like you said about the emotional part, yeah, like the support. You know, I think I, sometimes I'm like. You know, I talk to actors that have that support system, especially like with family and, you know, close friends. And I'm like, that's cool. Like, you shouldn't take that for granted. And, you know, but sometimes, you know, if it's like overstepping and sometimes they, you know, they're just worried. It's a, it's a tumultuous business and it's it's t- it's like striking lightning in a bottle. So yeah. granted, it's warranted that they're going to be kind of wary about what you want to embark on. But ultimately, I think you have to make that decision. But having that support system is definitely helpful, especially in the longevity of of being an actor and uh, one of your first recurring roles was on uh, never have i ever and uh last year we actually had jaron lucin on our show 
uh, I saw that about those uh, last uh, two seasons, which uh, I'm bummed that it had that it had you know ended, but you know shows can't go on forever, especially high school shows. It's kind of annoying when they go on for too long. You're like, are these kids ever graduating? You know, <laughs> but well, mm-hmm. with that show, <laughs> just such a great solid show. I'm such a big fan of Mindy Kaling as well and everything. But was it weird for you, sort of like going back to high school for that show after you were out and done, or or were you sort of excited to to take that on? Um, it wasn't weird. I, I think even now, you know, I, I'm still doing high school rules. So, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't weird. I, I went to three different high schools and I didn't really do the, you know, the more traditional high school route, you know, um, I graduated early and, um, and then when I moved to, to LA, I was supposed to walk the stage and I was like, you know what, it's fine. I don't care. I'm just going to, you know, they can, they can mail me my diploma or something. It's fine. I'm just going to go to LA. So it was cool to like be in that process, you know, like going through high school again. I was like, oh wait, this is what high school probably like was supposed to feel like, you know, I was like, you know, so I think it was fun. And and before that I did a few high school roles um, as well. And like Kevin probably saves the world and it's cool, you know? So yeah, it wasn't too, it wasn't too weird. Yeah. And uh, now with uh, Magnum PI, you've been recurring on that show for a few seasons now. Um, I think we were all kind of surprised when it got canceled because it was doing well. Um, but of course it sort of came out to like a financial thing as all these things do in this industry. But uh, what was your reaction to that cancellation? Cause it, it was very unexpected, you know? I was really bummed about it. Obviously I, I, I love, I, I love the whole team there. I like the cast. I like the crew. Um, I like the showrunners and the producers and, and the directors are really cool. And I like the world. I like the world a lot. It's probably like one of my most enjoyable projects that I've worked on um, because the world feels so big. But yeah, you're right. I mean, it was doing well. I think it was like a top like 25 network television show at the time. Yeah. And um, it was canceled. And and due to the politics of it, I think it was studio stuff. And, you know, they thought they had leverage and stuff like that. But I was I was I was pretty crushed. But honestly, I kind of I was a little hopeful. I, I, I told my my um castmate, I was like, you know, I think, I think we're gonna be okay. And he was like, yeah, I think that too. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> so I don't know. I was hopeful, you know, yeah. especially for a show to like do well and and run for so many seasons and get so close to syndication. And you know, there's so many lucrative acts aspects to it. I think being picked up by another ne- network, even though it's rare to happen, was a possibility in our situation. And uh, diving into the issues, uh, what comes to mind is like a hurdle or an obstacle that you've managed to overcome or maybe are still dealing with that uh, you can share a bit with our audience? Um, there's something interesting that that I had in season four of Magnum P.I. And I, I'm an anxious guy. Like, I'm, I'm anxious, you know, like I have anxiety. So like, you know, like the in-person auditions were like so stressful for me. Yeah. I hate them. Um, <laughs> I'm yeah, so happy they're, they're still doing tapes. I hate in person. You know, you're like in this room, this waiting room with a bunch of people that are like, you know, like different versions of yourself. And then <laughs> you can maybe hear the actors in there. And, you know, sometimes casting is just like really quick going through the motions, trying to get in all, all their tapes. And you're just like, wow, I just commuted 45 minutes or whatever, sat in traffic. You know, it's a lot. It's a process. Uh, the process did change a little bit. But the hurdle, I think, um, that I'm still actively working on, and this is what's interesting about it is like the anxiety is that there was an actor, a guest star that I really admired and still admire. And he's pretty successful on Magnum PI. And 
we were just out chatting and he was anxious and he was like, you know what? It's so cool. Like, you know, you go in there and you do your scene, you're with all these like regulars and you jump in and he was like, you, you have no fear. And I was like, what? No, 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 <laughs> no, that's, this is not, you know, but I think that's the thing with it. Like, you know, the more you practice it and, and you can kind of just fake that, you know, and, and, and kind of tell yourself that, you know, your anxiety like minimizes. Um, and I just try to focus on the work, but the person that I was talking to, the actor, he was anxious too. And I was like, wait, what? And he was like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just an anxious person. I'm like nervous right now. And he was like trying to calm down. And I was like, wait, you know, you've been in this business for like 30 years, you know, and you've been on these great projects and, and you talk publicly and stuff. And so I was like, okay, maybe that never goes away. You just learn to, to deal with it. And, and what I do is I just try to focus on the work. Um, I'm like, you know what, like, you know, if I'm in my head about like my choices and, you know, like my body language and where I'm stepping and there's so many different components on set, you know, that you have to shuffle like the camera and the other actors and, and your lines. Um, but if you just focus on, hey, this is my work, this is what I'm doing, this is kind of my intention, this is why, you know, my character is here, I'm going to go through the scene, I'm going to make it as authentic as possible, I'm going to try to forget everything else because as of right now, during this four minute take, you know, it doesn't matter. And then if they cut, then you can just be anxious again. That's okay. You know, <laughs> but that's what yeah. helped me. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You know, so many uh, folks who've come on the show have talked about sort of how that anxiety or that nervousness never goes away. This one actress, um, Patina Miller, you know, like Tony Award winner and nominee. And she was on like Madam Secretary for like six seasons and she's leading her own show now on Stars. She said that when Madam Secretary ended, despite her having a Tony award and six seasons under her belt of the show, she was like, okay, what's next? Like, what's the next thing? Like, what's the next job? She was nervous. And it's like, you're, you're good. You're going to be good. But she just said that that never goes away, especially coming up as a theater actor. It's like shows have limited runs. They'll run for a month or six months, but you know, not every show's Hamilton or Phantom of the Opera is going to run for years and years on end. So yeah, it's crazy to hear from like, like you said, from like these people who are like seasoned veterans that certain aspects of that like young, nervous actor never goes away. Definitely. And, and I don't think it's the negative thing, you know, because no, I no, think no. It actually it made me like really focus because ironically, like my first few credits, um, yeah, I, I wasn't nervous going in it, but I didn't I wasn't aware of all, you know, how much was at stake and yeah. and what things would do. And I was new. I, I've learned this business actively doing, you know, and some people were like, oh, yeah, go to like school. And, and it would be, be really cool to like. 
go the traditional route and be classically trained and stuff like that. But I was like, you know, what? I'm going to I'm going to learn actively. And I wasn't nervous then, but my work wasn't I wasn't really proud of it. You know, mm-hmm. I wasn't proud of it because I was kind of just going through the motions. I think when you put like an importance on it, you really care and you're really diving in and you're going in and nit- nitpicking, you know, all the details and all your intentions. And I mean, that's how I work. Um, then there's a lot more at stake. And I think that's what also makes it nerve wracking, you know. And uh, coming up, you have a series with Freevee uh, called Primo, uh, like an all Latin cast. We love to see it. Uh, so was this your first series regular role or are you this, recurring yes. on it technically? This is my first series regular role. Yeah. Awesome. And congrats. I know that I'm sure that was like so exciting to, to you know, just to audition for it because, you know, with with pilots and whatnot and, and all of that, you're going in for these for these regular roles. And did you just because I've found sort of like conflicting things, the things that I've booked, I feel like I put no particular amount of extra pressure or preparation on. So I was kind of surprised when I booked it because you just treat it, you know, you kind of just treat every job the same. I, I just try to do that to not psych myself out when it's like, it's for a pilot. I'm like, it's just another gut. It's just another gig. <laughs> it's just another mm-hmm. one. So for you, um, what's that process like sort of preparing for these like larger roles or knowing that it's going to be a larger role? <clears throat> it's interesting that you can do that i mean you know it's like <laughs> it's really hard it's awesome but, uh, you know i it's funny that you said that though because for primo i kind of i kind of did that you know I, but that was an interesting process because i read for three roles for mm-hmm. that project and so well you know um they found something that fit and i i did my test on a role that i didn't even read for i was like wait what you know i was like yeah. okay and and it, it just worked so well. But yeah, I didn't put too much importance on it um, because it was like another audition. And, you know, it was I think it was during pilot season or something like that. But I, I definitely become attached to things that I really like. There's some really cool projects that I'm like, this is freaking sick. And it's so tough to be able to like try to like like relinquish that attachment. You know, I don't know if it makes a difference in, in the work because you know, I, I put forward tapes that I'm really, really proud of. I think I got really lucky, you know, and, and, and what you said about like, you know, that feeling of that series regular role. Yeah. I've been auditioning for a while and been trying to find like a, a part that I fit, you know, and, 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 and a play like my type and style and, and the type of character that, you know, because I feel like my work is pretty eclectic. It's all kind of different, but um, the auditioning process is usually I, I, I like to do stuff that kind of speaks to me now, you know, mm-hmm. um, like I'm reading, like I'll read a script and be like, oh, I love this. I could see myself in this world. Um, and that's when I become attached to it. I'm kind of attached to everything that I kind of go out for now. Yeah. It's hard not to, you know, it's, um, cause, you know, I take the pressure off in the sense that it's like, I try not to think of it as like, okay, if I like, this could be it. If I get this role, this is what's going to make me break out or, or whatever. Cause you know, every role could be that you never know who's watching. Even if it's like a really small guest star on a show, you never know who's watching, you know, things mm-hmm. become recurring unintentionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I know so many actors who did one episode of a show and then they get a call like, Hey, we, they want to bring you back. It's like, really? Like, okay, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. why not? <laughs> um, that was my situation. With uh, with what show? With Magnum. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. But but also, but you know, on the you know, on the contrary to that, it's kind of like, you know, oh yeah, this could really like kind of put me on, or it 
couldn't, you know, it's like, you can do a really good role, you know, like the leading, like something in like a cool indie or something like that. And, and maybe it doesn't pop off the way that it was intentional, intentionally like set to do. And I think both of those are kind of like that, that pressure, it's kind of not up to you. So I think like, you just, you just do your work that, that you're proud of, that you like, you know, that, you know, I'm, I'm going to do this audition and, and yeah, I could put me on or, you know, or whatever. I'm not going to think about that. I'm just going to do this. I'm going to try to be as authentic as I can to this character, to this role. I'm going to do work that I, at the end of the day, can be like, you know what, whether it did anything for me, you know, business wise or strategically wise, I can still hang my hat and say, you know what, I just did good work and I'm proud of that. Mm -hmm. And then you do the next one. And I think over time, that's how the momentum builds. You know, like I don't really expect anything, you know, now. And that's kind of cool. And uh, a lot of young actors, um, whenever I put like polls or Q&As on like Reddit and stuff, um, the biggest thing that they ask about are like agents and managers and how they can get the ball rolling on their career. So like what advice do you have for any young actor who maybe feels stuck that they can't get like that first rep or that first role that can get that ball rolling for them? Stuck. I feel like that's that's kind of a complicated question because it's like a per person kind of basis, you know, it's per situation, but in general, like, let's say, like, I think you mentioned like getting representation mm. or something maybe, or, or getting that excitement. I think it's knowing what you want to do. Right. And knowing what you're passionate about, yeah. you know, what kind of roles that you, like, I still don't, I can't like be very specific about what I'm passionate about, but I know that I love the golden age of Hollywood as much as like, you know, everybody else did. And, and I, I like people that also like that type of traditionalism about Hollywood, you know, how they function. Um, as an agent, as a manager, cultivating and creating a career and kind of building that and and as an artist and supporting that, that like the artist and how they want to navigate. But I think like, you know, you have to, you, you always have to start somewhere and each place that you go to is kind of a stepping stone. So you make the best out of it, you know? Um, you make wherever, like, let's say that you get representation and, and it's slow and you're not feeling kind of, I guess, um, really passionate about what you're doing and stuff. Um, my piece of advice would be like to go with somebody that is really passionate about you, you know, and, 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 and in doing that, you have to be passionate about what you want to do, you know, cause if you're not passionate about it, like how else can somebody else be passionate about what you're not passionate about, you know? And I think that kind of overcomes that hurdle a little bit. And then if it's a little bit slower, you know, then that's a conversation that you can have, but you have, you have to always revisit and be like, you know, is this still working? And, you know, are you still really excited and how's my work? And I've been through so many different types of classes and trying to like, you know, just try to figure it out actively. And and I hope that the, you know, the people that are on my team are on the same page. I've been with my agent for years, ever since I started. And so, you know, it's, I think it's that open communication and then you have to trust that you're being submitted. And when you're being submitted, I think like what like Denzel Washington doing his like speech was like, Oh, luck is, you know, people say you're lucky, you know, uh, it's like where opportunity meets preparation, you know, you make sure that you're prepared for it. So when those opportunities come, you can really, you can really do your best work, you know, without that comparison. It's tough. I don't know. I, I feel like I just recently have been able to kind of get over that curve, but I still have those feelings of like, okay, like when's the next job or, you know, what's the next thing that I should be doing right now? How do I utilize this downtime? And, you know, am I going in the direction that I want to be going in? You know, I'm thinking overall, and then uh, just making sure that my team is still excited about what I'm doing, you know, where we're going. And if they see that vision that I have, 
the vision that I I want to get to. Okay, cool. Now I feel better. Now I feel like I'm I'm working towards something. Yeah. Awesome. That I mean, I couldn't have said that better than you. <laughs> that was great. Um and uh so you've done such a great variety of things. You've done like indie films, you've done shows on streaming, shows on network, comedy, drama. What haven't you done that you really, really want to do? I would love to do another indie, like, like kind of coming of age um, where I lead the film. Hmm. Um, I've done a couple of those, but I wasn't as experienced as I am now. And I didn't really approach my work the way that I think I should have. Hmm. And I learned, right? Um, and I think like, and, and then I just recently did sci-fi. Uh, but I would love to do like more sci-fi stuff. I think I just want to tell really good enriching stories, stories that like inspire individuals at the heart of it. You know, there's a story and that's usually what stories are, right? Stories about like human connection and yeah. family or relationships or personal growth. And that's really cool. Um, but I would love to do something like, uh, like an indie where it's kind of a slower paced, you know, and like, like a guy version of Lady Bird or something. But I also love Life of Pi. I think Life of Pi is so inspiring and it's so amazing. And that's just green screen and you're creating this world inside of your head. You know, I want to do something where I'm kind of taken away from the norm, you know, like a situation that like I'm not in high school, you know, like yeah. I'm I'm out in like the wilderness or something and I'm going on like this like like pilgrimage or, or something like that. I don't know, something different, something that like takes you out of your living room when you're watching it or like the theater and you're now immersed inside of this this really fully like, you know, enriched world of what ifs or what could be in this like interesting story. But then, you know, and it's totally driven by character. And uh, our last question is uh, always in 10 words or less. What advice would you give to a young actor? 10 words or less. Okay. Um, keep going. There you go. Keep going. Stay in it, you know? Yeah. Just that five times. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> keep going. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, it's a lot of my friends have, have left the business, you know, and, and there was times where I felt yeah. like so discouraged. I'm like, you know what, do I even need to be here? Everything's online now. And, or should I do something else? Like kind of as a side thing. And I really couldn't see myself doing anything else, but I was talking to a lot of people and, and some of my mentors, they're like, you know, like, you know, the people that make it are the ones who stay in the business. Yeah. No one ever succeeded by quitting. Like, right. You know, so keep yeah. doing it. Keep believing in what you want to do evolve and, you know, refine your craft and, and trust the process. Mm -hmm. That's probably awesome. under 10. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to Actors with Issues on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, and visit our YouTube channel for full video interviews. Actors with Issues is executive produced and hosted by Juaniala. See you next time.